Hey, and welcome to the X Podcast. It's great to have you. My friends, Russ and Tim, how are you guys doing? Oh, wonderful. Doing well. It's going to be a great day. And how do I know? It's because we had a plan for today. We knew what we were going to talk about. But someone decided to come in and just wrecking ball the whole thing. And I don't even know. Me and Russ don't know, to be clear, what's about to happen. We don't. And so uh, I hope we have the mics on, and I hope... you know, we're ready for this. So, so why don't you take the floor? Yeah, I had, I just had an idea um, just from one of our previous conversations. You know, a lot of times when, when we're going to sit down at the table and talk about something, we might get together a few minutes beforehand and we might run through and say, hey, what, what are we going to talk about? Where, how are we going to dive into it? You know, and it, it's most of our conversations are very um, just, they're, they're pretty raw when we have them, but, but sometimes they're a little bit prepared. And so I thought it might be kind of fun for us. To, maybe we can take a few weeks. I'll at least, we can do it now, try it. I thought maybe there's some benefit to me just throwing out a topic that neither of you guys know, mm. and we just dive into it. Do you? Yeah, I just, I mean, I hey, listen, I, I just to be fair, I think it'd be fine if we want to do this again in another week that you come with a topic that, and you just say, hey, guys, maybe one week you go, I got the topic, you guys will be surprised. And I think... I think the benefit of us doing this now for all those listening or watching, it m- may not be that beneficial for you, but I do think that um, sometimes we in life are just thrown into situations with family members mm-hmm. and f- coworkers and friends where somebody brings up a subject that is cultural. It's, it's important to them that you just find yourself in the middle of a conversation and you're going, mm-hmm. okay, how do I process this? How do, how do I speak into yeah. this? What, how, do, how do me as a person and how, where does my faith inform? But where does, you know, I, all of those things. Right. And so I just thought maybe it'd be fun to throw out. I got kind of a so spicy. I got kind of a, I got kind of one that is going to re- require us to um, toe the line a little bit. Um, we, you know, for those who are just tuning in, maybe, maybe just started mm-hmm. watching or listening, you know, we like to w- use this podcast to actually um, really process, though we all come from a context of faith and in ministry and a church, um, we want to we want to kind of talk about things that are relevant, that are, that are, and we really wanted to put more on the table, this is why I wanted to do this, how do we process? How are mm-hmm. we thinking things through rather yeah. than just giving clean answers? So I thought for today, maybe we could, we could just dive into something. And well, I want to ask. Edge of my seat. I want to ask. Okay, I want to ask both of you. And I'll and I'll. But di- before I'll, we do, oh, just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I will. And I'll and I'll dive into this. Here's my question for today. I would like to know, and maybe everybody else listening would like to know, what do we like and dislike about the political left and right? Yeah. So. I, here, here's why, this is later. what made me think this. What, what are the things that you like? And here's what I, I think will be a great challenge for anybody that is tuning into this right now. Let me just say this. If you have a, a leaning to the right or to the left, you say, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, whatever it might be. That, that's kind of, that's irrelevant. And I'm not here to kind of debate that, talk about it, say you should be this or you should be that. That's what... What I do think is important, and I think it's actually a great exercise mm-hmm. for everybody to do, is if you find yourself and you classify yourself politically as a Republican, why don't you ask, what do you like 
right. that comes more from a different party than maybe yours if you're in party politics. Because I think it'll actually expand your empathy, it'll expand your capacity to understand. And I, I really believe, and this is just me personally too, that I don't fall into a category of a right and a left. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fit neatly into that, me personally, with yeah. my morals, my values, my, my makeup. I don't fit into that. And so I find myself at times, even in this last political year, going, but I like this, but I I like what they're saying here, and I like it. Now, I know that may be blasphemy to some of you, because some of you are like, no, I am die-hard donkey. I'm die-hard elephant. You, I, that may be you, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great challenge to mm-hmm. say. So let's kick this off. Why don't you, Kevin? I like defer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Russ, to the second half. What do you, to the <laughs> why don't we start with the left, <laughs> the political left, yeah. What What is something that you would say that you like yeah. uh, uh, well, about okay. the political left? Now, you cannot dominate all of this because we, we might all share some of these things. Okay. So, so. Well, let, let me give a, a broader view framework first because I'll, I'll first want to say that um, same as you. It's funny when the election happened, I took a bunch of those political quizzes, which were probably way too simplistic. Yeah. And I fell about the middle every time. Like yeah. if you were to take the issues, I'm I'm almost split down the middle and the longer uh i go on the more I, I i sometimes i think well maybe i have more disdain for the far right or the far left but the more i go on i think i, I have an equal disdain <laughs> for the extremes yeah on both but i'm gonna start this off with more of this may sound weird more of like a, a, a spiritual picture yeah and this i'm gonna get really spiritual for some one's reason. the devil and one's God. so so there <laughs> is so there is um <laughs> A lot, a lot of debate is on how our country One put Jesus on the cross. Yeah, crying because he's right. there. Uh, but, but this is something I thought about a, a few months ago. This may sound like really weird, but let me set the framework. We are in a country that uh, was founded when Puritans came over, um, you know, from Europe. It has a Judeo-Christian heritage. Yeah. I think it's false, especially the battle that we're a Christian nation. We need to return to our yeah. roots. I think there's a lot of fallacy and danger in that. But there was, you can't deny when you look at a lot of the early documents and mm-hmm. when you look at a lot of what has formed our law and our Constitution, there is flawed and imperfect and horribly applied at times in um, our history, which has both great and evil. Um, there is a Judeo Christian framework, at least, mm-hmm. um, to a lot of that. I say that to say, um, there, there's this old kind of, uh, it may be cliche, but I think it's true, a spiritual thought that when you look at the cross, the symbol of, of Jesus, of Christianity, it's both uh, vertical and horizontal. Mm-hmm. When someone once asked Jesus, what's the two greatest commandments? He summed up all the millions of laws and traditions and rituals throughout the ages and said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's vertical, your vertical relationship with God. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's mm-hmm. horizontal. And, and stay with me. This may sound weird, but I just had this weird epiphany one day a few months ago that, in my opinion, these two political parties that I think we become entrenched in represent the corrupted version of vertical and horizontal. When I think of a lot of the, the far right and um, a lot of the, the morality revolution, the, the, the moral majority, the moral right, and I think of a lot of things they stand for, huge on uh, pro, at least pro unborn life, mm-hmm. huge on certain traditional values. Mm-hmm. It seems to be 
um, a kind of at times failed, corrupted attempt to say uh, ver vertical values. When you look at um, the, the left and liberal, a lot of times you see the humanitarian side. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like this failed humanitarian attempt at the horizontal part of the cross. And so to me, and it may sound really weird, I almost look at both of them as the vertical and horizontal parts of humanity and Jesus gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So in their best moments, one of the things I love about the left, I'll just say this, I know I'm starting really broad, is I love, um, are we saying what we like or don't like? What do you, you can say what you like. I, I like it. that the left... Um, Traditionally, and, and when you look at their policies, they tend to lean more on the side of people. Uh, they tend to have the strongest policies and the strongest platforms when it comes to the poor or the marginalized or rights of people. Um, uh, one of the things I, I love about the right, uh, when it's gone about the right way, is they tend to stand a little firmer in uh, values when it comes to family, um, when it comes to God, when, when it comes to, uh, and, and again, a lot of times it's misapplied or, or it's made to be this kind of religious, political marriage that is dangerous at times. But um, at its core, a lot of times on the right, there tends to be more traditional, vertical, uh, moral values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that, any of that make sense? That's, yeah. that's my broad brush, so 30,000 the Republicans and Democrats put Jesus on the cross. Okay. <laughs> I actually <laughs> view it more like the tomb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. One of them. These is. are getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know if there's a lot to disagree with. I, yeah. I think off the top of my head, I'll, I'll do it in reverse order. Mm -hmm. What I like about uh, people who lean more right, conservative, I like the idea of small government. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of a government accountable for the uh, to the people. people. I do like that. I I like a lot of the a lot of the values and morals and the Bill of Rights. I mean, the, it. I like the awe and amazement of the country mm -hmm. and its heritage. And I, I I just think that there's a like you said, very imperfect. Mm -hmm. But as far as what it has meant for the world, I think it's incredible. And I think it's, you know, you win the lottery if you're born here. Mm -hmm. And anybody who comes here from another country in another context would, would say that, that you, if you're born in America, you have no idea what you're a part of. Right? Yeah. And so it, it's just interesting that, that a lot of times immigrants will love our country more than people who have been born here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because uh, for many generations, we don't know what it's like to live in a place that you don't have basic, what we would consider basic, personal freedoms and liberties. So right. I, I love on the right the, um, you know, I, I just the patriotism. You know, I, I think that um, that there's a lot of patriotic Democrats, too. Um, I don't think that it's, it's what leads the party. And I don't think that the, I, I think there's a lot of things on the right, the people that, uh, things that are, ideas that are leading the party, I don't think of what I love about mm -hmm. the party. On the left, I, I think um, I, I do. I think that I think the idea of caring for people who are uh, have l circumstances that are dire. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I just I agree with the heart behind that. I think what really opened my eyes to it. I read Barack Obama's book. Uh, what was it called? Promised Land. Yeah. 
Great book. But great book. I mean, I'm not that I agree with everything he did, but I do, I think, I think I was able to pick up his heart behind Mm -hmm. the whole Mm -hmm. idea of universal health care. You can argue whether or not that was a great decision Mm -hmm. or whether economically that turned out for the better or for the worse or that there wasn't fraud or I don't, you know, who am I to say Mm -hmm. any of that? I'm not some sort of analyst. All I know is if we're talking about what I like, I like Mm -hmm. um, the idea of caring for your brother and your sister. Yeah. Um, I I like that idea being on the top of your mind. Um, And I like the idea of um, having patriotism towards uh, a country that really allows us to, to, to be free. And um, I, I admire anybody on the right or the left who um, supports our military yeah. Um, it supports our servicemen. I just honor, I think, is is a is a something about our country that I hope we don't lose. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think I think that there's people on both. And I think the and I the more and more I live in life, the more I understand. And this is one one thing Barack Obama said in his book that I thought was fascinating. He goes, "You think you know? We we do a lot of work trying to." Um, separate people into two camps, right or left. Yeah. He goes, when you go out and you hit every city and you hit every county in Iowa and you hit every, you think you have an understanding based on the demographic and based on the socioeconomic status and based on this, who they might be voting for or what they might think as a collective. He goes, but you'd be amazed right. the, um, the, how complicated it is to try to understand. Yeah. And right. so we overgeneralize it and say yeah. right and left, blue right. and red, mm-hmm. and you look that way, so you must vote that way, and you and you have that socioeconomic background, so you must vote that mm-hmm. way. But one thing he said was it's people yeah. are comp- – people have their own mm-hmm. – it's impossible to put them into, into camps. So um, I love that about our country, and I think we're learning that now, that most people would say what you say. I fall in between. Yeah. There's yeah. some things I yeah. agree with here. There's some things I yeah. don't agree with here. I, do I believe in the Second Amendment? Absolutely. Do I think that there are some things about gun ownership that we need to address? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do uh, the war in Afghanistan? Um, do I think that every president that's presided over has made mistakes? Obviously. Yeah. How can yeah. you? I think so. Um, so I don't know. That's where that's what goes off the top of my head. <laughs> Your what turn. Do, what, do, what do I like? So we're doing like first, right? Sure. Before you start, I, I want me, you to tell me. I don't want you to tell me these things. Yeah. Answer this question. Yeah. Who'd Give you me for libertarian. Let's not <laughs> let's 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 take out the most uh, the most recent presidents. Okay. Uh, as far as uh, Trump and Biden. Okay. Who is your favorite Democrat president? Oh, it could be historical, mm. or you know, why during your lifetime. So yeah. what? Nineteen thirty. What? What'd what? You, what'd you say? <laughs> your favorite Democrat president. Your favorite well, Republican president. There's why? only. If I think about this. This is this is interesting. From, from either historical from, figure, I know. Uh, listen, I won't go historical. I'll go during my lifetime because that's just more relevant for me. And when I think about, I'm trying to think. I think there's only been three Democrat presidents in my lifetime that I remember. Not going all the way back, but if you look at Ronald Reagan through most of the '80s, okay, and then well, you've had three, and then you had two-term presidents that, in a I, row. That's what I mean. Four. That's what. That's what Four. No. Three. No. 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 Three. Because Bush was after Reagan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so so there haven't been. I mean, you had Clinton who had two terms. Uh, was Bob Dole? He did. Who was no? Was it George Bush Senior right after um, Reagan? So yeah. George Bush Senior mm-hmm. did for four years. Yeah. And then it was Clinton in '92. Yeah. Dole went, lost to that, Clinton. That went to 2000. Yeah. Right. And then it was uh, Bush Junior mm-hmm. or George Bush Junior W, Jr., yeah. w that won 
in 2001, right. got elected in there. Obviously, he was there during 9-11. He did two terms, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then it was Obama did two terms. Mm -hmm. two terms. So uh, there's not a, what I'm saying is there's not a whole lot to choose from in that regard. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my favorite, though, Democrat president, hands down, is Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. um, there were some things I think he did. And you know what's interesting is um, during I think there's I think you learn a lot more about presidents after they're done. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like looking back and that there are some things that he did that I thought were actually really well. I think he was incredibly presidential. Mm -hmm. There was just something about him, mm -hmm. the way he carried himself and the way he did things that I just thought was, uh, you know, I didn't agree with everything he did at all. Um, in all of his policy decisions necessarily, but the way he carried himself was, I, I was never like, you know, I just thought he carried himself with such class mm -hmm. and uh, was well-spoken. I actually listened to a podcast, uh, him and his wife have, a po it's really his wife's podcast, mm -hmm. and I was listening to them, and I actually found myself really liking them. I think one of the things that's a disservice today in our, that we have, and I think we, it, we would serve our, our people a whole lot better if we could have a way of when when people go into office it, it there's there's like this i don't illusory nature illusory nature to who they are it's mm -hmm. just like it's they're so distant they're so present the only time you ever see them is in this context where they always have a you know you got a script you've got this you know it just listening to barack and michelle obama talk very candid about their life story and about, you know, Michelle talking about giving up her job at a legal office and that, you know, the, a really good one with good potential to go and serve in a poor community and mm -hmm. do legal stuff for people because mm -hmm. she just felt like that. This was long before they were ever, you know, in, in the position that they right. were in. Um, just hearing them talk just made them feel very real and very likable. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that is very unfortunate about our political process is, as we dump into camps is that all we do is sling mud. That's the whole political process, nothing but slinging mud at the other person to where you get this perspective mm -hmm. of them that you can kind of almost make. I hate them. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't even know them. How could I ever feel like I, I could never agree with this person or never, you know what I mean? Right. But that's what happens. But that's what has happened in my life experience of being in political uh, partisanship has been, it's just, it's everybody in this camp hates that person right. or those people over there. And it's like, I just feel like we miss it. And so that's kind of part of why I want to bring the question up. Which is but, why it was so powerful, the relationship that George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton had post their presidencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did Clinton a lot of things together. H.W. Bush, obviously. Yeah. And, and that relationship, I think, is is symbolic of what's best about America. Yeah, yeah. Is no, I respect you. You know, there's only a small group of people that have done this. And yeah. and so I think I agree with you. It, I have kind of made the personal vow. I'm not going to hate yeah. presidents even if I didn't vote for them. Right? Yeah. And so to go, how can you admire? Yeah. Yeah. Because what other choice do you have? Yeah. Sit around and, and hate. You know, For four years, right. I hope it changes. Yeah, I mean, in my lifetime, gosh, people hated Bush by the end yeah, of his, yeah. you know, the whole uh, They loved him recession. in September 11th. Right. Never they had loved him in 2000, you know, never had higher. But hated they hated Bush. him once right. the wars got going. And then going. people <laughs> hated Obama. I mean, hated. Yeah. Antichrist, whatever. I mean, yeah. all sorts of things said about him. And uh, people hated Trump. He's the Antichrist. And, yeah. Okay, so I think we've had enough Antichrist to yeah. know that it's not fruitful. Your yeah. hatred for people. Yeah. And so it's not going to get them out of office any quicker. Right. And I think we just have to realize, I think like you said, we, we're just, I think as humans, we are, 
far too complex to be dumped into two categories yeah. and say you either believe this or you believe that. That's mm-hmm. why I just cannot identify with a party. That's mm-hmm. just the way I feel. So what do I like? Um, I'll, I'll try to go with something that you guys haven't said because I, I do. I mean, when it comes to the when it comes to the conservative side, um, the Republican side. Um, you didn't yes, say your favorite Republican president. Oh, um, well, it's probably Ronald Reagan. Um, and I was younger when he was, but there, there, he just, he had our country more united than I can ever think of a time in my life. Mm-hmm. Just, it, they've never seen a, 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 an individual president of one party just being able to unite. And again, it helps when you have a different enemy in your enemy. I think that's the other thing is, you know, when your enemy is, um, when you're not fighting a war back in the eighties, the cold war. Yeah. So ever, Russia was our enemy. Yeah. I mean, I remember Red Dawn, the t- the movie when it came out. We were all like freaking out. The Russians are coming. I don't know if you guys have seen Red Dawn. <laughs> you guys have not seen Red Dawn? They made, they did a remake of it. Go back and watch the original. It's kind of a classic in the '80s, and it's like uh, there it's uh, the Russians invade, and so these kids that are in school, and all of a sudden paratroopers are coming. I mean, they're they're dropping in, and the whole place, and these kids basically fight back against the Russians, the teenagers. <laughs> it's awesome. But you're talking about in the height of the Cold War, and everybody, you know, so. It's funny when, when um, you know, Russia was our enemy, everybody got along. Yeah. The moment Russia wasn't our enemy, we didn't have an enemy outside of our border. We turned on each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now everybody, you know, it's, it's partisanship that's, that's the enemy. And so, um, so, yeah, probably Ronald Reagan, honestly, as I think back. Um, so what, what, what does do that I like? mean to you? I'm sorry to go ahead, just steamroll your answer. Yeah. What, what does that mean to you? Because you picked two, what well, I would say, two of the most presidential presidents we've I, potentially I, ever I had. I think mm-hmm. there's a level of... of um, there's a level of respect that I just, I feel like that person, um, one of the things I, I think, as hard as it was in the time when Barack Obama was president, I feel like as things went on, and I, and I know that it was pretty, I mean, we were really getting to a very, very polarizing type of environment within our culture then. But when I think about it, I feel like both of them did such a great job of bringing people from all sides together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I really appreciated the most about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like both of them carried themselves with such class right. and mm-hmm. just presidential yeah. like honor. And, yeah. and I just feel like that I would, I want that office to be held in that kind of light, yeah. you know, and when I think about the world looking in on our, yeah. our nation, to be able to look at that person who's is that and have a level of respect for that person in that role. So, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I never, so never thought about that. But uh, what I what I like what I was saying about the the the, the right side, um, it, it's already been said. I think some of the I obviously I just I connect with a lot of conservative values when it comes to morals. So certain things, it, when it comes to certain morality things, uh, I would connect with. I'll, I'll since you guys already kind of said that, I'll. I'll pick something else. I have typically, I want to say typically, appreciated the more conservative financial approach Mm -hmm. of the right. Mm -hmm. The right, in my mind, has oftentimes tried to, um, again, there's there's a lot of nuance in that and what's stuffed into every bill, whatever, but I feel like has been a little bit more of a need for responsibility when it comes to the budget and a right versus I felt like uh, and the left, it's a little bit more free spending. Um, and I'll also agree with you. I would prefer smaller government in general. 
than and, and that's typically what the right has been about. Also, Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about the left, and, and I want to go back to Echo, I think what you said, and this has kind of been a new development for me, I would say in the last four to ten, five years, six years, is is just really seeing that that a lot of the, I, I believe at least the aim, let's not go into motive, let's just say policies. Um, there are a lot of policies that seem to say, how do we care for those who have less? So mm-hmm. like you said, universal health care. Again, we're all over the board. I mean, I remember on universal health care, again, I'm someone who's paying for it and then watching my rates go up 20% every single year, mm-hmm. going, I don't love this. But I also know that there are people that um, it benefits greatly. And there are things that happen with that, which are, you know, you don't have to, pre-existing conditions are not something that can be held against you to move to a different insurance. Yeah. And I think those things are really valuable. So I think that the sense of how do we care for um, others and how do yeah. we care for the less fortunate and yeah. how do we care for, I, I've never really, I've not always agreed with the approach, yeah. but I think the heart yeah. behind it seems to be more so on on the left. Let me, let me say it this way. One of the things that, and then maybe we can dive into uh, what we dislike. Mm-hmm. I'll also add, and I guess this is a, a um, thing I like about the left. Let me add another one. So just a little nuance. Um, and, I, and I feel like I've changed on this. So it's like, you know, I think we evolve as humans. I hope. I hope we're all growing mm-hmm. and, and changing. Um, one of the things that I have come as I've gotten older to really appreciate is um, that the typically in the left, there is a um, a general concern for the condition of our planet, mm-hmm. environmental. Yep. What I typically get is that the right doesn't seem to care as much about the environment right. that the left does. Now, again, those are generalizations, and I don't want to put that on every politician mm-hmm. of that. I'm just saying as it tends to fly with the policies and how they land. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't seem to care that much. Mm-hmm. The older that I've gotten... Um, the more I'm, I'm concerned about the condition of our planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether, you, you know, you, you look at, and again, I know how it is, and people who really want to go political on this, they're going to be listening to this going, oh, we've had storms like this forever. I know, we also have had glaciers that are melting, and, and we have photographic evidence over the last 20 years of them shrinking. We have a lot of different things. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care. I don't want to debate all that. I just... I've got no place where I think I do care far more about our, our environment mm-hmm. and our planet. And I think years ago, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But we could have more jobs and we could have this. All important things. It's just the problem with, with partisanship politics is that we say, is it either this or is it this? Yeah. I want to go, hey, I want to make sure that there's jobs and opportunity for everybody, but I also don't want to destroy our planet. And if there's a way to keep from destroying our planet, I think we should do it. Right. Right. I'll piggyback on that for a second. I think it's – one thing I, – I don't know why. I don't know what the origin of it is. I feel like over the last 20 years we have advanced, innovated leaps and bounds in so many different areas that were stagnant for so many years. You think about okay. um, the iPhone. You think about uh, – wireless connectivity, Wi-Fi, you think about all sorts of things. What I have liked about the kind of recent conversation in the national political realm is the push different ways. You know, Trump pushed for Mm -hmm. innovation. Yeah. And 
So did and so did the far left pushes for innovation too. Different approaches. One mm-hmm. says we're going to mandate that you do this and yeah. that you make these adjustments, and one is more of a complete all-out pressure um, type tactic. But you see things like the electric cars that are yeah. coming into fruition, self-driving, and I think that there's going to. You think about climate change. There's, there's got to be some innovation that's mm-hmm. around the corner yeah. for how we um, how we handle. You know the the methane gas put off by yeah. our beef industry. How we handle mm-hmm. the, um, you know, I was I was talking. What was I listening? I was watching a documentary. I think about the trash. Um, yeah. of some of these third world countries that yeah. just kind of, uh, you know, we pollute the air in one way, but there's just some gross pollution that's happening all across the world, mm. and there are different places that all of the garbage kind of collects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know the way the currents go and and everything, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. It there's, makes its way into the ocean. There's some the really innovative minds and companies and startups that are working on ways to capture all this waste mm-hmm. and to repurpose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a not that you can solve an entire planet. I mean, you right. got the conversation is just elevated yeah. in the last five to ten years with the right. Elon Musk's of the world yep. going to Mars, saying we're going to make life multiplanetary, or the Jeff Bezos's, mm-hmm. which is we're going to send all you know, manufacturing and yeah, polluting into the factors space. onto other planets. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a whole nother echelon yeah. of thinking happening right now. And yeah. I just, while, while the current that. political climate has been so harsh, yeah. I think that's one of the benefits. But yeah. Um, since I started 30,000 foot view, I'll just say, I, I think I agree pretty much for the most part with what you guys said. I mean, on the right, I appreciate, um, I prefer smaller government. I prefer more conservative economic principles. Mm-hmm. I uh, resonate more with some of their moral values. Uh, on the left, I appreciate more of the humanitarian mm-hmm. uh, emphasis. I appreciate a lot of the, the social um, initiatives they have, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the environmental yeah. uh, concern that they have. Yeah. Um, as far as what I dislike, I think I'm... First off, what I dislike is on both sides um, the ignoring or the demeaning of those opposite values. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many times the right comes across as anti-environmental or even anti-science. That's right. one of the things they've been accused of. Um, uh, they're uh, on the right again. Typically, these are stereotypes. Very passionate. What they would call pro-life, I would call pro-unborn life. Mm-hmm. But not, it seems, as passionate with as far as from yep. policy for every life since then. Um, as far as uh, those struggling with poverty or women's rights or, um, uh, or, or immigration um, or things like that. On the left, um, I really don't like, you, you know, one of, the th- one of the terms that's thrown around is uh, conservatives tend to be more traditional and um, the left tends to Progress. be more progressive. And it's almost like, again, not to get ethereal and, 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 and big concept, but it's almost like, you get in trouble if you don't have a vision for the future and you're just stuck in the traditions of the past. And you also get in trouble if you don't have anchors. Yeah. The left, it seems, in an attempt to always be progressing, seems to throw off uh, in, 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 their, in their attempt to move towards the future and their attempt to, to be a for utopia. They seem to go towards a, not only just a false utopia, but throw off any anchors whatsoever yeah. about human nature or morality or core convictions. It's almost like convictions yeah. on the left are seen as bigotry. Convictions yeah. on the left are seen yep. as dogma. Convictions on the left are seen as regressive. And it's like, why, why can you not have anchors of truth but also a vision for the future? So, like, on the right, I'm just going to go back and forth. I'm just going to ping pong. Yeah. I, I resonate with what you guys said about patriotism. I like it. 
I dislike the the level at which that's um, promoted as a virtue. I, I saw a meme the other day, and usually I hate memes, but it I thought it was funny. It said a lot of us are going to be shocked when we get to heaven one day and, and learn that patriotism is not one of the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> um, I, I think what you said is right. A lot of people that have not been born in America come, and it is so easy for us born here to take for granted. Yeah. Any reminder that we shouldn't take for granted what an incredible experiment America is and what we live in. I mean, any, any reminder for us to be grateful for that is a good thing. Um, but the rise of hyper patriotism that has, has seeped into nationalism, which I adamantly reject, I think is really, really dangerous. And I think more dangerous than that is this marriage of quasi subculture Christianity with nationalism. To me, the even though on its surface, like I talk about some of the, the moral stances on the right, just from a surface level, I'm like, okay, I resonate with that more than some of the moral stances on the left. The way that that has been packaged um, in this evangelical, religious, political thing, I think has actually been more damaging to the gospel than if God were never mentioned at all. I think there's more people turned off by it. I think there's more people. I just, I just think it's so easy for any of us to not realize the lenses we have and to realize um, that, uh, like, patriotism is not even mentioned in Scripture. <laughs> you, you can't even find a place in Scripture where that's mentioned as, like, a virtue. Again, I think it's a good thing to have, to be grateful for where we're from. But I think when that's brought into an unhealthy extreme, A, that's either married with God and religion, or B, this false sense of patriotism that if, um, like I've heard people that love our country patriots, and I can't remember the person that first said this, but they were somebody who loved and defended our country, and they said that if you love your country, you're going to critique it. And it seems like a lot of times on the right, if somebody um, says, no, we're better than that, uh, we can move forward, we can grow in this, it's almost looked as unpatriotic. Um, and then on the left, there seems to be this almost shame of our nation because of its, all of its flaws. And I want to say to the left, hey, guess what? Any nation that's ever existed in humanity is made up of people, and therefore it's been really, really flawed. And if you look at any nation that's existed through history, almost all of them have had a history of evils and wars and racism. One thing that's interesting on both sides, um, and I may have brought this up to you. I was talking to one of my um, really, really conservative friends on the phone the other day. Um, that is a, it, it's an interesting thing. I'm curious y'all's thoughts. I may have brought this up before, but it annoys me on both sides is it seems on the right and the left, there is a very specific ardent trust or distrust for specific organizations. So on the left, it seems there is just a blind distrust, disdain for military or law enforcement, but a complete trust for government. On the right, there seems to be just a blind, uh, unwavering loyalty to all things law enforcement and military and a complete distrust uh, of government. And to me, both of those on both sides are really unhealthy because on the left, if people are giving their lives to serve our communities and law enforcement, you should not assume that all of them are bad people um, when, uh, when I would venture to say, all the law enforcement uh, people I know are actually great people mm -hmm. and are actually really good moral human beings. I got a lot of friends in law enforcement. They're all incredible people. And you should not malign an entire sect of, of people uh, just because of a social movement. Mm -hmm. Same for uh, firefighters, same for military. Um, 
At the same time, on the right, we've got to realize that everybody is flawed. We've, we've got to understand some of the historical narratives that have brought our country to where it is. We've got to understand that there have been egregious things done in both military and, and, and law enforcement. And we can't be so blind and unwavering in our loyalty to where if there needs to be reform brought to one of these areas because of the history of our nation, there is just this immediate kickback of you're against. Like, I, this is a touchy topic. Let's just talk about law enforcement. Should you defund the police or uh, should you just say, no, you shouldn't, uh, there should be no, nothing? Well, to me, both of those extremes are really, really dangerous. No, you shouldn't defund the police. We're seeing what happens when you defund the police. Mm -hmm. But should there be some reform? And should there be a, a, a really deep look um, uh, based on the history of our nation and some of what we were uncovered the last couple of years of, of some changes? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think um, I, I, there's so many places you can go from, from that conversation. I just uh, – I think we – the dangerous thing in my eyes, like the, the most dangerous thing is that we let the, the loudest voices determine, um, we let the loudest voices define entire groups. Yeah. Let's talk about two things that I think uh, are laughable when we talk about politics. Science and common sense. I think that um, if we really looked at science and we really looked at common sense, I think we could all come to a generally, uh, outside of politics, I think we could all come to a generally similar conclusion, depending mm -hmm. on where you're deriving your science and your common mm -hmm. sense. You know, the, 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 you, I laugh because we talk about, well, trust, we tr tr the whole pandemic, we trust the science. Okay, but stereotypically, the same group that would say they trust the science, right, are the groups that, talk about gender fluidity and um, letting eights, nines, ten-year-olds, you know, change their gender because not of science. Because I, I don't know what, you know, what that is. Mm -hmm. We can talk about transgenderism and adolescent transgenderism. I, they, I just, they use science as the basis for that? I don't know. But you can't say that, that science, we just trust science. Blind, like we, just, we always refer to the science. Right. Right, and then believe that um, that you can. I, I there's one thing I, I don't know. I just it's a fallacy to me. And then even talking about abortion, you know, let's talk about the science of of abortion. Okay, let's talk about the science of abortion. Is it right. at what point is it not your body, but it's it's a child's body? Let's talk about that mm -hmm. science. I, I want to talk about this. Let's talk about the science. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying you should feel any sort of way, but don't refer to science mm -hmm. if you don't want to talk about all science. Right. Okay, so I think science is a, uh, it's a lazy argument for uh, so many people. Because really, okay, let's talk about historical science. Okay, let's talk about just acknowledging the past. Okay, let's, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about should we go through the process of you know, shadow banning everything and removing everything from everything because everything has uh, some sort of sin that it's attached to. You know, we, we all could, you know, I, I don't know, I just don't think that that's... That's another thing I don't like on that note on the left is cancel culture's way stronger on the left. Right. Yeah. Like, let's... Good let's Because what, what when cancel culture happens, what you're doing is you're, you're silencing 
the voices have changed. Yeah. Right? Because if you're different, if you're not in the group think, then you are, you know, then you're a bigot. Right. And that's just, for me, it's super dangerous. That right. We lo- we've lose this ability to disagree yeah. um, and to go, I, you know, honestly, you know, I just, I, for, I don't think that people, it's not enough to say, yeah, he might have done some good things. I just hate the way Trump does this or that. Like, that's not enough. We have to hate. We have to cancel and we yeah. have to completely abolish certain perspectives and mindsets mm-hmm. because we could really learn from a Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. We could really learn from a Biden presidency. We could really learn from an Afghanistan war mm-hmm. that's gone on for 20 years. We mm-hmm. could we could really learn from all these things, but if they're rooted in some sort of – if we find any sort of m- motivation that doesn't align with ours, we should just cancel it completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just, it's just bad. And, and I don't know, I just, that's the most dangerous thing for me. Hmm. I think if I just to say I, what I dislike, I think it's what we were talking about, both sides. Um, I'll just quickly kind of affirm. I, on the left, it seems like a, with the, I think it, in the intent of wanting to create a utopia of some version that is everybody is cared for, everybody's taken care of, everybody. We, I feel like at the heart of that, I can agree with. Mm-hmm. Where it tends to go, I often disagree with. Yeah. In other words, it's a sliding scale that just keeps sliding. When does that end where we move towards socialism? Mm-hmm. Where, where does that end when we just move uh, so far away from values right. that, that we feel um, are important? Um, you know, or I feel, let me just, right. I'm say we, I feel are important. So I, I think that's like, when I hear that, and I know not all Democrats are socialists and all this, but socialism is a failed experiment mm-hmm. in history. And the idea of even just, hey, let's just give everybody a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. um, regardless of whether they work. Yeah. First of all, it's anti-biblical. So mm-hmm. I, I struggle with that in a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with the heart of, I want to care for people that are down and out. Right. But I don't want to just, this idea of let's just all give them a certain amount of money is, it, to me, at the end of the day, I feel like ends up, when you look at it historically, it tends to become a control tactic. Mm-hmm. So the people in the countries and the nations that have kind of walked into socialism tend to be dominated by right. a, a dictator. Even <laughs> if the person who, it, 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 who created it doesn't intend to control people with it. It, it can be. Once it's some, established, yeah. it can be controlled by the next person. And, and, mm-hmm. and everybody in, in, a, in a portion of the people are then okay with it because they're getting money. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who's giving the money? Well, we're paying taxes to turn around and give it. And again, I, the idea is about, uh, I think, uh, inequality. The idea is about uh, equitable distribution of wealth, all that idea. But to me, that also flies against... Um, one of the things I think that makes America so unique and great is, is capitalism. Mm. And I think capitalism yeah. can also have its, you know, capitalism taken to an extreme, at least in a moral perspective, can move toward greed. And mm. it can become, there's a whole lot of other, as we've been using the word, sins that can come out of that. Mm-hmm. And I, so one of the things, just as a distinguish that I've noticed over the, from the right and the left, uh, and I'll say this can go into the what I like and dislike kind of category, and, and this is just my view. This was just me over the last several years, just kind of taking a more panoramic view of our political parties. And the one thing that I will say that um, I like about the left, um, it, it, again, maybe how I view it is 
tends to be a bit of a concern for the whole. Mm -hmm. How do we take care of the whole? Uh, again, I'm not into socialism and all that, but I do want to help people that are in need. And there are people that are in, in that whether they're in poverty, whether they're just in, in situations where they need help. I, I want to help. I, I feel like my faith compels me. I feel like if Jesus was here and he said, hey, when you see somebody in need and you help them, you're actually doing it for me. That, that there is something intrinsic to the Christian faith of right. helping. I mean, pure, you know, when you just think about what James says, or, you know, what is the kind of religion that God accepts? It's taking care of the orphans and the widows and doing that which is right. Mm -hmm. And so there's, a, there's always, to me, and it, it, when, with my faith, there should be a, an empathetical side to somebody who doesn't have very much. Not because you're also somebody who does that personally, yes. not just through government. Absolutely, so no. I, we can't I, I, pawn yeah. off, and that's right. a, and one thing that we. I think we should warn Christians against is that you can't just beg of your government yes. what you aren't willing to do yourself. No, yeah. you should be. You should be part. I hope your churches, mm -hmm. our church, is active in doing those things. Yeah. I'm actively giving. Through right. my church, and just do that, because the and, and just because you're, it's a personal mandate doesn't mean that the government should also have to be do doing it. some no. of that. Too. I think, it, honestly, I, I have a different perspective. I think the church should be taking right. care of it. The problem is, the it's people funny if in you the look at church it, don't don't have that same heart of generosity. The church has been limited in what it can do. It's funny if you look at Acts two. It says they had all things in common. It was almost like an organic socialism. <laughs> There, there was an organic. Sure. Um, the, the, it was voluntary. The, it, there was a voluntary. We're going to take care of each other. But when you think anything organic should be mandated and legislated, it turns on its head, yeah. and the 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 sweet becomes bitter. It becomes yeah. corrupted. You can't legislate. You you can you can bring laws that that hold a nation accountable, but you can't legislate heart change, yeah. and you can't legislate. It's like it's that whole thing of another way to look at it when, when you know the broad brush view. It's almost like you have not that the conservatives are 100% truth or the liberals 100% grace. It's almost like the truth and grace. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's almost like like when you look at like the like the poor. It's like okay, it's it's, it's either this feeling from this side of well, you know, they, they probably did something to get them there, and we're not going to be enablers. We're not going to help them at all. Or it's the extreme on the left at times of, well, we just need to, yes, it's, it's, if they're not careful, it's push towards welfare. socialism. Just, Unending welfare, yeah. and if we're not careful, enablement. And it's like, why can't there be something in the middle right. that brings truth and grace into the equation? Yeah, I agree. And so I, I think what I was going to say on the left, I think sometimes I get this perspective of wanting to care, like you said earlier, care for your neighbor. Yeah. You know, that, which again, I agree with you. I don't know that that needs to be or at the end of the day should be a political thing as much as I think it can rest on the church and other things like that. It's just, And then on the right, I think the thing I dislike sometimes I see in that regard is, is most of the policy and the stuff seems to be about self. Mm -hmm. How do I, What's best for me? How do I make more money? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I understand everybody wants that. Uh, and so that is like one thing I've seen, like when it comes to policies, like, and maybe not just me, but my group, mm -hmm. like, hey, this makes, you know, we'll make more money and we'll do this again. I, I, I those are generalizations, but, but that's one of the things that I've kind of seen that there, that, that I, I've been more challenged by personally mm -hmm. and politically is that I want to be about making sure that I am not just going to vote on what is going to make Tim's life better. Mm -hmm. But I want to think what is going to make the people of our country and their life better. Or even the Your world. It's the whole or, America or, first argument. Or, or the world. And, you know, I don't get to, yeah, I mean, I guess depending on who you put in office does determine what kind of things happen globally. 
And so I, I and I, I haven't found I haven't landed on oh well that's I've got to be a Democrat in order to do that or I've got to be, I I just I'm I that's why I just keep coming back and saying I cannot find a home. Yeah. There are things that I like and dislike yeah. about you know the heartbeat of of each one. I I wish we could go back to a true democracy. I know that's not possible, where we just vote on all the policies. It's funny. I uh, when I was <laughs> and not a Democrat. Or when I was doing one of the the things for the book. Um, I attended one of the webinars you sent my way, hmm. and I had seen this book out there somewhere. But um, they they were they were trying to make the point of how you make a book provocative to where people want to read it. And the the example they what sent it? me was this phrase I'd been thinking of already. The, the title was The Politically Homeless Christian. Yeah. And I was just like, I immediately, title. A, that's a great title. Great title. I want to read it. B, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I, uh, I want it. I that's so much. I love a junkie when it comes to politics. Should we do a part two of this? this I, I'm sorry. I just threw out. I, I, I just meant for us to say, Should what do you like two? and dislike? I didn't mean for it to Here's what. go into just. Well, we can go into a part two. Let's go to a part two. <laughs> Um, and uh, let's what, what do you here. want to talk about in part two? I, I feel just like there's, a more lot. Fun. there's a lot. Oh, of stuff there's a lot. I want to talk. I want to get the historical context. And you I, were going to tell us who you voted for, right? Yeah, exactly. Is that what you're going to do? Yep. Um, <laughs> I, well, uh, maybe this will spark some hate or whatever. So if you think that we, you know, if you think we should have been all Republicans or you think we should all be Democrats, then you'll probably want to send us some hate. So if Absolutely. so, send it to Kevin Illich at well, gmail.com. Here's the thing is that if you send an email, it will go to these guys. And I'm sure they would love to read it. So no, we love you, our ex-podcast family. Send in some questions. We love talking about all this stuff with you. Uh, but we hope that you find this podcast finds you well. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing this episode. We just love our podcast. Where family. can they send emails if they want to send hate to you? A podcast at the Exxon Church. Yeah. And we will uh, get back with you. But we love you, and we'll see you for part two.